27, there, verse number 1 and 2. We want to read that in our hearing this morning. We want to be mindful of uh, the Vacation Bible School that is coming quickly upon us on the 10th through the 14th. We ask that you would be be inviting to your, your, your neighbors, your friends, and your family members, and, and your children. Invite uh, their friends, and we're just looking forward to a great Vacation Bible School. And those who are visiting with us, you, you have a, a welcome invitation to come and to be with us uh, in our Vacation Bible School, the 10th through uh, the 14th. Also, we will have a picnic uh, on the 15th. And so we are asking us to really, really invite our uh, friends and our family uh, members uh, in that. Uh, also, we want to be mindful to all of those uh, potential leaders uh, and their wives after the last amen. Uh, we do have a private meeting with all of those potential leaders after the last amen, so we're looking forward uh, to you guys, uh, Brother Viltz, Brother Brown, Brother Gathers, Brother Trey Feaster, uh, and your wives to be in that, in that meeting. Uh, we ask that you would be looking now, be finding Psalm 127. If you have it in your Bible, say amen. amen. The reading says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Let me do verses 3, 4, and 5. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. And, uh, you know, when you have children, or uh, good bit of children, you know, you become, you become strong. And I try to encourage my wife uh, not long ago of having and having another child. That didn't go over well. <laughs> I was only kidding with her, though. But, <laughs> but as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of, thy, of the youth. And notice it says children of the youth. Happy is the man that had his quiver full of them. It says, happy is the man that has his quiver full of children or full of arrows. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. I want to talk on the subject title this morning, How to Be God Strong. Are God strong? Here, the writer in the book of uh, the division of 127 Psalm, uh, perhaps it's David, perhaps it's Solomon, perhaps it's another writer, 
But if it be Solomon, then Solomon is writing, and he's writing to the benefit of the people of his day and even those of us who live today. But if it be David, David here is writing, if it be the writer David, he writes to his son Solomon. And oh, how good it is to have a father who can tell you about life and the things of life. You know, when you have a father in your life and he can live a life of wisdom and he can sit down his children and talk to his children and advise his children, console his children how to live their life, those children are blessed to have a man in their life who will talk to them about life itself. So David, perhaps, is writing, and he's writing to his son, or Solomon is writing to his people. But regardless of who the writer might be, God thought it well that the 127th Division of Psalm be written for the benefit of his people today. How do you be God strong? Well, watch this in verse number one. Are y'all ready for this? I'm not going to be long, I promise. I promise I I won't be long. I'll keep my word this time. God's strong. The Bible says here, except the Lord. Is that right? Now, let's understand. There's no exception to the rule here, except the Lord. There's no other way that this can happen, except the Lord. If you want a layman's term, unless the Lord builds the house, it ain't going to come out right. All right? So accept the Lord. So let's get this straight. Accept the Lord, build the house. They labor, what? In vain that build the house. It becomes useless. All of the work that you're putting in your house becomes useless. Except the Lord, build the house. Now, let's look at this thing here. The Lord is, must be, the foundation. Before you can build something, you need to have a foundation. Before you built your house, before somebody built your house, before the school was built, whatever it was, this church building, they had to first of all what? Lay foundation. And God needs to become our foundation. That brings us to point number one, is that God is our maker. Now, when we're talking about building a house, we're not talking about, in this case, we're not talking about the physical structure of the house that you live in. We're not talking about the physical shell of the house that you live in. And when David or Solomon was writing, perhaps they were talking about the temple of God. Now, whenever you built, whether it was the tabernacle or whether it was the temple, they all had to build it according to the pattern that God gave. And so when you look at building something, we want to build it like God wanted to be built. But God must be what? The foundation. And the foundation must be God. Now watch this. If God is the foundation and the foundation is God, everybody that you are in relationship with needs to know God is your foundation. I don't care who it might be, any and everybody that you have a relationship with, you need to tell them, hey, listen here. Now, my foundation is the Lord. God is the foundation of my entire life. Because remember, I'm trying to be God strong. 
I don't want to just be career strong, financial strong, health is strong. I want to be God strong. I want to be strong in every aspect and phase of my entire life. So whoever is in a relationship with you, you need to tell them that my foundation is who? It's God. Now, if you can't get with that being my foundation, then you need to find yourself somebody else to deal with. But my foundation is the Lord, and everything in my life must be built on that foundation. But watch this here. When I'm building the foundation, I need to understand I just can't live on top of a foundation. Have you ever seen? I mean, you can't just live on a foundation. You can't just live on concrete and get a blanket and, and, and get a refrigerator and, and get your TV and get your bed and, and get your sofa and you're living on the foundation. What you do, you build on the foundation. And so what are you saying, Brother Vils? I'm saying this. If God is my foundation and my foundation is God, then I need to be very careful what I put on that foundation. About two months, the system been down. I need to be careful what I put on that foundation. I cannot start with God and then end up with a house that is worldly. If God is my foundation, everything that is built on the foundation needs to be of God material. I cannot build on the foundation by using worldly material. I must build with what? God material. I want my entire house to be God strong. And when we're talking about the house, again, it is not the shell that you live in. It is the human contents inside of your house. God is the maker of our lives. God must build our lives. You must allow the Lord to make you. You must allow the Lord to build you. You must spend time with God if God is going to make you into the man, woman uh, that he desires you to be. Now, I want to be God strong. I want to be God strong. I want my, my marriage to be God strong. I want my marriage built on the foundation of the Lord. I want my children to be God strong. I want the lives of all of my children to be based on the foundation and built on the foundation of the Lord. I want all of the relationships that is inside of my physical house, I want every single person to what? To have a foundation of the Lord. I want my finances to be God strong. I want my health to be God strong. My career to be God strong. I want everything to be what? God strong. But it cannot be God strong if I don't build it on the foundation of the Lord. Watch this here. When my house, the human contents, when my house becomes God strong, the house becomes the premise of God. It becomes the premise of God. And if it becomes the premise of God, it becomes now the property of God. And what is the property of God?
becomes the possession of God. If it's the possession of God, then it only suggests that the presence of God is there. And if the presence of God is there, then the power of God is there. And if the power of God is there, then the providence of God is there. And if the providence of God is there, then the protection of God is there. I wish I had a church up in here this morning. God's strong. Every part of my life is God strong. And the reason why you need to be God strong and the reason why God needs to be the foundation and the foundation needs to be God is because the Bible tells us over in Matthew chapter 7 that there was a man who built his house upon sand. And the Bible says that when the rains came and when the floods came and when the wind beat up on that house, the Bible says that the house came falling down and great was the fall of it. I want to be like the wise man uh, who built his house upon the rocks uh, because the Bible says uh, that when the rain came uh, and when the floods rose uh, and when the winds uh, beat up on that house, the house stood uh, because it was founded upon a rock. All I'm suggesting to you, you better be careful what you make your foundation. Some of y'all make your jobs your foundation. Let me tell you something. You can get a job today and lose it tomorrow. Some of y'all make your bodies your foundation. You can be healthy today and be sick tomorrow. Your foundation needs to be the Lord. I heard a millionaire not long ago talking, and he said, I'd rather have Jesus than have money. And if you're not spiritual, you don't understand what he's talking about. Because some of y'all would rather have a billion dollars than have the Lord Jesus Christ. But you understand this. When you have a million dollars, and don't have the Lord, you really don't have anything anyhow because you can lose your billion dollars and you not have nothing. But if you have Jesus, you can get yourself another billion. And when you got Jesus, you got everything that you really need. And what I'm telling us today is that we need to make God the foundation of our lives. Why? Because the rains are coming. The floods are coming. The winds are coming, and they're going to blow in your life. And if your foundation is not built on the Lord, your stuff is going to crumble to pieces. You got to build it. You got to build it. You have to build it on the Lord. Watch this here, point number two. Not only God must be the maker, but then God must be the protector. God must be the protector. Watch this here in verse number in verse number 1A. Watch this here, Psalm 127, 1B. Watch what he says. The first part, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Let me go back there. Let me go back. Just hold point two. You need to understand that anytime somebody builds something, either their mind or their hands are involved. The mind or the hands are involved. And when God is building you, see, you have to, everybody want a godly home, right? Everybody want Jesus in the house. But Jesus can't be in the house if Jesus is not in your life. You see, God can't make a, a household spiritual and godly if each individual person in the house don't have the Lord in their lives. 
And so watch this here. When God is building something, it means that God's, God's hands is on it. God's hands is around it. I mean, when you know God is with you, when you understand the Lord is with you, and you know God is on board with you, you got the Lord everywhere in your life. You are God strong in every aspect of your life. You're not worried about tomorrow because tomorrow is in the hands of an all just and mighty God. Whatever happens tomorrow, so be it. Regardless of what goes on tomorrow, I have a God that is on my side and I'm standing on a solid ground and everybody else who don't have God as his foundation, they are standing on shaky grounds. But then he says in part two, God is not only my maker, but God is my protector. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman, wicked but in vain. You see it? Except the Lord keep the city. The first part, he says, except the Lord what? Build. Or except the Lord make. The second part, except the Lord keep. God must be our protector. I don't care what kind of security system you have. <laughs> you can have simply life. That's the new one. ADT, custom security, alarm center, and etc. You can have all kinds of security at your house, but except the Lord is the protector. You can have the best kind of guard dogs. Hello, somebody. I don't care how many weapons you might have inside of your house. I don't care how good you are with your hands and your feet. I don't care what kind of skills you might have, Brother Young. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if God is not the protector of your house. Except the Lord keep the city. I don't care how good your police department might be. I don't care how strong your militaries might be. Let me tell you something. If folk want to get in your house, they can get in your house. If folk want to get in your city, they can get in your city. If folk want to get in our country, they can get in our country. Except the Lord is keeping watch over your house, your city, and your country, you are but watching in vain. Somebody say, ooh, my brother Bills, I got this high-tech security system. I'm telling you, I can watch them on my phone, and I can just punch buttons, and it'll set it, and it'll do this. And, and I tell you, I can be here. I could be on the plane. I could be 35,000 feet in the air, and I can see who's at my house, and I, I can see if the, if the cat is, is walking around. I can see in the backyard, in the corner over here. I can see, I, I, I don't care. I don't care what kind of security you got. Let me tell you something. If people want to get in your house, they're going to get in your house. I don't care how many signs you got on your fence. Beware of dog. If folk want to get in your house, they're going to get in there. If they want to get in your city, 
We can just go back two years. We had a sniper that came down to Baton Rouge out of state, from out of state, was taking down our policemen one by one. If folk want to get in your city, they can get up in here. If folk want to get in your country, go back to 9-11. They can get in here if they want, if people got enough devil in them. If they got enough evil in them, they can get what they want to get and get up in your house. And you're like, how in the world did they get up in here? And I have, and I got all of this, and I got Cujo in the back, and, 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 and I got, uh, uh, you know, that don't, if folk have enough devil in them. Why I say the devil? Because the devil is skillful. The devil is crafty. The devil is cunning. Matter of fact, the devil was in the first house that was ever made. He was in the Garden of Eden. And not only he was in the Garden of Eden, he tore down the first house that God ever put up for his people. And I'm telling you, if God is not your foundation of your house, just as the devil tore down the first house by our first parents, there are people today who can tell you that the devil is the reason why their house is not together today. You better make sure that your foundation is built on the Lord. Because as sure as today is Sunday, the rains is coming. And you know, I'm from the country. You can, you can tell sometime when the rain is coming. The winds start blowing. <laughs> Some of y'all didn't know that. Huh? The winds start blowing. You can, you can smell the rain before it even comes. And I'm telling you, the winds, they're coming, y'all. And the thing about it is, if you wake up in the morning time, you don't always see the clouds. But if you come outside that afternoon, the clouds begin to build. And then you wait a little longer, then they darken up. And then the storms begin to come. All I'm telling you is the rain is on its way. And we all got different seasons in our lives. Some of y'all are in the winter part of your life. Things are just stale. They're frozen. Others are in the fall of their life. You know, you're just, you're just chilling. You're enjoying life. Some of y'all are in the summer part of your life. The sun is shining on you. You're just being blessed unmeasurably. And then others are in the spring of their life. <laughs> Things are just coming to birth. Things are just coming. To, it's, it's new to you now. It might be in a new marriage, a new job. Uh, it, it's all new, but let me tell you something. You keep living. Your season's going to change. You better enjoy spring and whoo, smell it and just enjoy the flowers. Embrace it while you can. Because the winter is coming. And sometimes you don't know how harsh the winter is going to be in your life. But all I'm saying, regardless of what season you are in and what happens in your life, you better be God strong. You better put your foundation on the Lord. And then, and then, and then watch the next part. The next part. Verse 2. Verse 2. 
It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. It is vain for you to rise. I want everybody with a job, I want you to see this. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrows. So I said, what is that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. You know, there are people. I remember growing up, I used to walk and used to ride the bicycle, and I used to see people on the corner. And they would be on the corner, and sometimes they used to be at corner stores, and, and they would be sitting down on baskets and sitting around, and, and they had bottles in their hands with bags, brown paper bags. Uh, they had 40 ounces in there. Huh? Coat 45. Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, yeah, you know. And, you know, they would, they would drink a whole lot. They would, that's all they did was drink. They would just drink. You come there Sunday morning, they, they're there. Saturday morning, they're still there. Monday morning, they're there. They just hung out at the store, you know, hung out in the corner with their brown paper bag. We call them alcoholics. But there are people who are working all the time. We call them workaholics. What is God saying over here? God said there are people in life who get up early in the morning and they don't come back home until late at night. And he says they're eating the bread of sorrows. What are you saying? God said they're, they're just anxious of, of how they're going to provide food and how they're going to provide a life for their family. And they make their life nothing but about the J-O-B. But he says they don't, they don't take care of their bodies. They don't get no rest. He says they, they're always away from their families. They're always away from their homes. He says, he says that's not the kind of life I want for my beloved children. God says they wake and all they have on their mind is work, work, work throughout the day. It's work, work, work at night. They go to bed with work on their mind. They can't even rest right because all they're trying to do is make that moolah. God says, if I'm your maker and if I'm your protector, then you need to trust me to be your provider as well. How are you going to be working all the time? Why you got married if you're going to work all the time? Hello, somebody. Why you have children if all you're going to do is work all, but brother preacher, I'm providing for them. Your children need more than a providing father. And ooh, I don't have my bulletproof vest on. I'm gonna have to buy me one. Bulletproof vest. When you get a job, when you get a job, and when you're working on Sunday, stop coming at the church, standing up, and saying, "The Lord done bless me with a job." and you're working on Lord's Day Sunday. God didn't bless you with that job. Amen for you and for you too. 
Because God is not going to give you something that is going to pull you away from him. And the whole church should have shouted, amen. I know y'all don't like that part. But it's true anyhow. You don't spend your life working. And all you do is work. I wonder what would happen to the church if we worshiped like we worked. I wonder what would happen. I wonder how many seating room we would have in here this morning if we would work the hours that we work on the J-O-B. Ooh, I tell you. Brother Dyer, uh, let, let, let's see, uh, Brother Tobit, uh, Brother Cole, I, I might need somebody, I might need y'all to assist me out of here uh, after service. I might, when I shoot out here, I'm just going straight to the car. If y'all don't see me, all right, I'm just going straight to the car. Because <laughs> I don't know if I might not make it out of here. You can't, listen, God don't give you something. And then it pulls you away from, from, from who he is. <laughs> oh, boy. God will bless you that you may continue to be a blessing to him. God don't give you something that pulls your lifestyle from what he is and what he means. You don't work on the Lord's Day Sunday all day and never come worship God at some part of the day. Amen anyhow. If God be your God, <laughs> then on Lord's Day Sunday, you're going to recognize him as your God. And wherever you are on Sunday has now become your God. Amen. Anyhow. <laughs> ooh, folks just don't like truth. Don't understand that. I mean, if it's true, ooh, amen. Ouch, I tell you, that's that's you sure right about it, preacher. I'm in that boat. Thank you. Thank you. Now pray for me that I can be strengthened, that I can come out of that mindset. You don't say, well, well look at him, look at him, look at him, you see? No. You want somebody to give you a word that's going to help you. You don't want somebody to preach to you, just make you feel good, and then you never make no life changes in your life. God's word is not that, that's not that, that's not that, this is not the kind of book you have right here. This, this book over here is not to make you feel good. This book is to teach you. And there's some teachings in this book that you don't want to hear. There's some stuff in here I don't want to hear. But y'all, we got to face the truth. Because truth will set you free. Everything else will bind you and it will eventually grind you. But truth will set you. It'll set you free. And watch what he says. To eat the bread of... You can put bread on the table, y'all. <laughs> but except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord is the keeper of the city. You can work all day, and your life has become a bitter life because all that you do, you can't even enjoy because you have not learned that the one who sustains us 
It's not really your job and the monies. God is the one that sustains you. When God makes you God strong, when he becomes your maker, your protector, and your provider, God is now under you, God is now over you, and God is now around you. You have become God strong. Every part of your life, God is under, over, and around you. You have now become God strong. That's what you want because life sometimes will pull the rug from underneath your feet. But if God is your foundation, sometimes the rains will fall over our heads and over our lives. But if God becomes our umbrella, sometimes the winds will blow all around us. But if God is our surroundings, God needs to be under me, he needs to be over me, and he needs to be around me. Watch this here in verse number three. The Bible says, Lo, children, lo, children, are heritage of the Lord. <laughs> children are gift from God. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Oh, some of y'all don't really know how blessed you are when you've got some children. Because some of y'all don't know what to do with your children. If you're not a child of God, <laughs> I know you were waiting on it. It's coming at six. If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing that Jesus is the son of the living God. Be buried in a liquid tomb of water baptism for the remission of your sins. If you are a child of God, you stand in need of prayer. You stand in need of prayer for self or someone that you love. I ask that you remain standing and you ask for the prayers of the righteous. You need to wash away your sins. We'll do that today. Not tomorrow, not the next, but today. Salvation is in Christ. Why don't you receive him on today? As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song.